wisdom And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you Okay, so Brent, it's just you and me today What's going on right now? Well, I just got a call from Carter, a panic call <laughs> I'll Guess what the problem is about? He's locked in his panic room? I don't know what. No, it's a dog problem. Oh, it's, surprise. Uh, yeah. All the dogs have worms. <laughs> you just found out they all have worms, so... Isn't that all dogs have worms already? I guess... Have you ever really had to deal with that? No. No, it's different. Okay. It's like when they go to the bathroom, it's filled with worms. Oh. <laughs> So he's got a worm catastrophe. Is that... Can can humans grab that? Mm, We'll say yes. Probably in close... close, When you have five dogs living in your house. Yeah. How's a worm not going to just crawl up your butt? Sleeping on your bed. Yeah, that's... Pets shouldn't sleep in beds. Because they'll (laughs) kill you. Mm -hmm. So, that's where Carter is today. Can I read you a text that Carter... uh, Just one second. I got one from Carter a little earlier when we were planning to get together. Um... One sec. Let's see what it says. It says... This is what I get. (laughs) Oh no, locked out and Janelle's phone is broken. (laughs) So he got locked out of his house. Couldn't get in to record and then finds out all dogs have worms. So they probably went to the bathroom in the house because they couldn't get out. I don't know if it's Carter... Or Janelle or the pets. But there is clearly sabotage going on. <laughs> Every week there is sabotage. Somehow, some way, there is sabotage going on. Mm. It's always always a catastrophe on the verge of <laughs> So you wanna stop? Mm, soon. I had one story I wanted to tell. Okay, well tell me a story. Okay. We'll we'll see if we can get Carter back, but in the meantime, Brent, what do you got? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just let me pour my coffee here. Okay, you can tell me if you've heard this. If this is like super old news, then just stop me. But I just world news. Uh, study news. Okay. Fun study times. So, do you believe that people just have it, or they don't, or is it something you sort of train yourself up on? Ability, just basically abilities to get ahead in life. Yeah, I think people got it, or they don't. Yeah. Uh, the study going back, this has been going on for about 30 years now. It's looking at impulse control, and it does it in the absolute best way possible. These people are stuck, like a five-year, yeah, four or five, four or five-year-olds in a room. And you tell the kid, look at these delicious, this little chocolate bar here. It's like they found out their favorite chocolate bar. All right. Say, say I'm going to leave you in here for 15 minutes. If you don't touch that chocolate bar, you're going to get an awesome chocolate bar, like a gigantic one. And then close the door, click. And then just watch these kids panic. The kids just don't know what to... That seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, what would you do? Oh, I would not touch the chocolate bar as a kid. There's no way I would have touched it. None. You'd hold out? No? Absolutely. Oh, I was my... Yeah, no, I was trained well. You were beaten, you were beaten into that? Was it like Christmas? You did not get anything early? Um... No, but when I was, I was told, I, I was pretty wild when I was like with my family, but when I was out in public and stuff, like yeah. I was well behaved and that yeah. was the way it was going to be. Yeah. It's so, not, it's not so much what kind of person you are. It's what other people perceived you as. Yeah. 
So they looked at these kids like 10, 20, 30 years later, and you can track it. Like, <laughs> no amount way. Of time, amount of time they held out is how successful you are in life. <laughs> so there's just some stupid fat loser who didn't make it. Like, as soon as the door closed, he was running for the chocolate bar. Yeah, there's some kids that there's like a bell to ring if you're not going to make it. They don't even bother. It's just like, oh. eat chocolate bar. The kid tried to don't break into the, the yeah. Other kids break into the desks <laughs> to look for more chocolate bars. Oh, there's one. There's gotta be two. Yes, yeah, so they just start busting stuff up. Then there's the kids <laughs> who did make it. They like kids are like pulling on their hair, covering their eyes, singing Sesame Street songs, just trying to hang on. Is it that hard for a four-year-old? I guess. Yeah, I guess maybe. Were they poor kids? Just uh, poor kids em- don't. Poor kids don't do as well because they're not used to having stuff. Is what they figured. Okay, yeah. So it's kids. like you get something, you better take it. Yeah, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it's not even just like jobs. It's like that you can track down to weight gain, like BMI tracking. So. If you can't hold out, you just can't hold out. But we do have. I did get some tips from them. So do you teach your kids to hold out? Yeah, or just teach so them coping strategies. Yeah. Lo- yeah, yeah, teach them coping strategies. You got to practice. That's what Christmas is all about, really. Ah, that's the whole point of Christmas. Is yeah, it's a kids. secret meeting. Yeah, do not open no early gifts. Make them suck it up. So even atheists can get something out of Christmas. They can train their children. Yeah. Like some it. other con- yeah some other things you could train your kids for is <laughs> if it, if or let's say you really need to stop drinking like if you're in a store and you you know you shouldn't be having another two cokes that day probably yeah and you're staring at it and you really want it imagine a picture frame around it it's not there it's just a picture <laughs> that's How do you a think coping. that's going to work that's, yeah, that's a, a yeah for me there's pizza yeah so there's pizza out no that's just a picture that's a picture of a pizza. Yeah. No, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Hmm, we'll see. Do you have other coping strategies? Um, that one stood out. <laughs> yeah. That's just a picture. Yeah, it's just a picture. Um, hey, can we go to the zoo? That's just a picture of a zoo, Timmy. <laughs> Anything your kid wants to do, just a picture. <laughs> oh, I can see that being very cruel. That's that's one thing that I think I I don't know if it'll actually be come reality but like I think if I ever had kids I think I would treat them as an experiment all the time. Yeah, like that could either go really well or they could just be really messed up kids. Mm-hmm. But how could you not mess with someone's mind like that? Like how could that's got to be so fun like to have a kid and just like like, even, okay, Santa would even be fun. I'd get a kick out of telling my kid about Santa, you know? That's hilarious as a parent. <laughs> my perception of humor is off. Yeah. Any word from Carter? No. I think he's deep. Carter is deep in it. I think it, he's maybe out. It, for, he's topped out for the week, I think. His microphone might explode. Yeah. That's next. But <laughs> next comes the exploding microphone. But he says there's enough stuff in the tank already, so <laughs> Oh, does he doesn't even need to record this week. Does it even 
Okay, I'll just make an episode this week then. I'll just do it. I'll show them how it's done. Ooh. Let's see. Lots, lots of the tech. Okay. Can we just talk about Tim Tebow for a bit? Yeah, I'd love to talk about Tim Tebow for a bit. You've come to the right guy. <laughs> Is there anybody else who really understands him? Like we like I try and nobody else really seems to care, but I think my roommates have a good perception of Tim Tebow because I talk about him you all the time. drilled it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about how awesome he is yeah. on so many levels. Has he won you over or was he always awesome? For me, he was not uh, awesome. In college, I thought he was hilarious. Like, I thought he was like a mythical... He's so funny. Like, his, 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 I don't mock him because of his religion, but he's so epic on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not a religious person, but he's so like... He used to, like, write scriptures under his eyes and then, like, pray on the field when he'd, like, score. And, like, yeah. he's just so hard. And he did, like, the abortion commercial with his mom, right? Yeah, but that was over that. Basically, all it did, all it did, all it did was beat up his mom in the commercial. <laughs> he just tackled her. That was his whole part of it. It comes from flying outside and just crushes her. It was a cute, it was a cute commercial, though. Yeah. It was all right. Like, yeah, I, I guess, guess. It's, a, it's a fair message. Be like, hey, I was supposed to abort him. I didn't, and now he's now he's all-star dim- quarterback. So now think about that. No, I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. And then, so anyway, this guy, who is what? How could you in college one of the best quarterbacks ever? Yeah, but because he was, it was like playing with a bunch of junior high kids. If you were <laughs> uh, all-star high school athlete, because he's just a monster. He's a he looks like the boar character from The Lion King. The wild, the, the wild boar. That's what Tim Tebow looks like to me. He's just a beast. Yeah. Or, or the thugs from Indiana Jones. The Oh, nice one. Just that much bigger. Yeah. So in college, he would just go, just, he'd just roll through everybody all the time. Just hurt little people. Yeah. But it's like, okay, now you're in the pros guy. You, can't, is- thr- you can't throw a football and you're a quarterback and you really like can't. Yeah, you, any better than I could. You're just running through people before, but now in the NFL, we're too sophisticated. You have to be able to throw a ball well. <laughs> so you're going to fail. But you know what? We're going to pick you in the first round because the guy who picked you is getting fired. So now all the new guys are going to come in, and they've just wasted a first-round draft pick on you, and they yeah. think you stink, and so yeah. does everybody else. Yeah. So and, they're going to just sabotage him and not run any good plays for him. And make fun of him and yeah. bench him and... Uh, Tell him that he stinks, basically, and start everybody that ever. It's, it was basically, hey, do you want to play quarterback for us? Because we do not want this guy. And then what happens, Brent? <laughs> Finally, they're like, okay, go play a game, whatever. <laughs> What's the all the fat? Because all the fans are in love with him. Like people are like begging for Tebow. <laughs> yeah, because so it's, it's he's a superstar. Yeah, he's never played a game. Superstar, really. Yeah, so I put him out there. What's the worst that he can do? Oh, how about just win every single game? <laughs> he did lose one, but that doesn't count. But it's like down three, 20 yeah. points with three minutes left, and then he wins the game by himself. He runs 140 <laughs> yards and yeah. gets three touchdowns, and then prays dramatically on the sideline, <laughs> which is the best. Yeah. It's oh. like, okay, stop actually running a football play and just, just go. Just take the ball. It, it, like You put it so well, Brent. When you said that would be you if you played football. 
Because if you were a quarterback of the NFL, I could see you being exactly like him. That's what you'd sort of have to do because I can't throw. Yeah, you can kind of throw once in a while. If you have to, you can make a throw once in a while. Mm-hmm. But not a lot. I, I wouldn't say you would just stand around and throw the ball all the time. I, I'd see you just scrambling and innovating. That's how you play most sports. You just innovate. You just make up stuff. And that's exactly what Tim Tebow does. He just looks around. He's like, well, I'm sure not throwing. He threw the ball Eight times in a game. That is the least since the 60s, I think. Ever. In 40 years, nobody's thrown the ball less. And he had, what, two completed throws? Yeah, one of them was a touchdown for like 60 yards. (laughs) Right when they needed it. Yeah, at the end of the game to win it. Thanks. So that's what he does. He just Mm -hmm. wins, as Brent says. Mm -hmm. He just wins games. Doesn't matter how he does it. Just wins games. I love him. I love everything about him. I like, oh, I love him so much. I, he's so funny to watch. He's so bad, especially the first three quarters of a game. You watch it and you're like, okay, this, this is the game where, where he's going to have a complete mental breakdown and his career is going to be over. And he's got like negative eight yards for the day. And then he goes and wins the game at the end. And it's always so ugly. And his coach and his GM, who hate him, <laughs> like, they hate him so much. They don't want him on the team. He just keeps winning all the games, and they're like, yeah. Yeah, so it's basically a sports movie plot. They yeah. want to sell the team, but they have to lose the rest of the games. It's like, as long as they don't make the playoffs, then they'll sell the team. To the evil bad guy. Yeah. But then Kid Jesus comes in. Timmy comes in. And he's going to ruin the evil manager's plan. Yeah, you could, you, could, you could say it was like a little league team playing for like a summer camp somewhere and the camp was going to get shut down. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like Little Giants? Yeah, I think it's also Major League. Okay. <laughs> Every sports movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's my boy. All right. What that else? Nice. What else we got? Well, I like how we broke it down for people that didn't know anything about Tim Tebow. A little enough, not Carter amounts. Of, yeah, but it, okay, he's a quarterback who is like gets the ball, hutted to them, and then they throw the ball. <laughs> All right, Brent. Yeah. It uh, looks like um, Captain Sabotage is finally ready. Are you ready to add him into our conversation now? Or yeah, just make sure you wash your hands first. <laughs> All right, Carter, you're in. Hey, how's, how are you guys doing? How's the listeners out there? <laughs> what have you been up to? How's your I, day been? Oh, I was just making supper. What? With worms? What are you talking about? No, no. No <laughs> worms over here. Just, you, uh, what about your... Did you lock yourself out of your house? <laughs> it was the miscommunication between me and my keys. No. What is your What is your life log going to look like today, Carter? Might be empty. <laughs> Went to the bomber game. That's it. They won. lost my keys. Dogs have have, have have the worms. Yeah, the worms. All right, so we're gonna get going now with Carter. Yeah, a vet Carter. I'm here on board. So I've been watching some uh, TV at three in the morning these last couple of days. And, Welcome uh, to my world. Yeah. <laughs> and so I saw this great infomercial. It was for Magic Jack. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. Um, yeah. Is it a phone thing you plug into the wall? Yeah. 
And like into the wall so, as opposed to nowhere else. I don't know if you've still got a landline. This magic jack is magic, I guess. So the guy's like, honestly, pick up your phone, your existing phone, not hook up to magic jack, and call your friends right now. And you let them know about this deal. I look at the clock. It's 3.30. And I was honestly thinking of calling you guys. You should have recorded it, Carter. Yeah, I should have called you guys, recorded them. I like it, Trevor. I need to tell you about an opportunity. I need to tell you about an opportunity you may not want to miss out on. You'd be like, what's, what's that? Magic Jack. Jack. <laughs> what's that? You plug it into your phone. I just have a cell phone. How does that work? Well, okay, you got me there. Uh, you should have done it, Carter. <laughs> I'm going to have to start pranking you guys, I guess. I, would, I appreciate a good prank call. I don't think Brent would have appreciated yeah. it. I think I would have got well, a nice... Brent has things to do. Dial tone. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, so it's great. Okay, sorry about that, Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things are funnier at three in the morning. <laughs> but <it's just> like, <laughs> That's a good clip. <laughs> It was just the listen funniest. to this. Listen to this podcast at three in the morning. Yeah, then we'll exactly. be guaranteed funny. Have a few drinks. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about something I read today. So I I read a book. Okay. I finished it. So congratulations, me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, definitely one of the smartest books I've ever read. Uh, the Grapes of Wrath, classic. Seriously, like the hardest of hard times. It's about a Dust Bowl family that moves from their. Their, their hometown from their farm because they get sh- kicked off the farm because they can't pay the bills and they decide to buy a truck and sell everything they own and go across the country in the Dust Bowl to work in California. But there's no work when they get to California and they end up in like camps and like it's the the only thing I could see being more tough is like a good old war book, you know? What, what era does this take place in? Like eighteen nineties or something? No, wait. No, there's, there's vehicles. A truck. Yeah, I yeah, think it would have been the dirty thirties, probably, or like oh, you know, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, so it's seriously the harshest thing I've ever read. Like, there is no, nothing good ever happens in it. You know, like some books, you expect you know eventually they're going to get a job and buy a house, or at least it ends on like an optimistic note. This book just ends with more chaos and unknown. It's complete. It's the most hopeless thing I've ever read. It's uh, and it's one of the smartest books I've ever read too about people and like business and, but all I could think about when I finished the book because I finished it and I didn't think it was the end. I was like, that's it. Like, literally, this girl gives birth to some to to a stillborn baby in a boxcar that's flooding. They lose their car, so they have to crawl into a barn, and then they crawl into the barn, and there's a guy starving. So since she lost the baby, but she has breast milk, she has to try and like nurse him back to health. With her breast milk because he can't eat food because he starves so much, and that's how the book ends. It's like what? That's not an. That's not an ending. Spoilers. Oh, it's it, it, it's it's so sad. And it, but all I could think about the whole time was if you just killed three or four people in the book, everything would have been better. It would have been better. They were just holding others down. There was two people. people that were worth a crap: the main character and Ma. Ma is the best. Ma is like old wife that realizes that you know the men act like babies when things get hard so that women have to take over and ma runs the show man she like beats people up she like hits men with sticks you know she's like busting cops and ma's a good scan like she can she can swindle and like pull quick fast ones on people and stuff to keep the family together and then and then there's the main character but he like kills a bunch of people and has to run away so he's not even in the end of the book so it's like 
you don't even get him. So it's just Ma with like one stupid cousin who just wants to sleep with girls, even though they're broke and have no money. Dad, who's like too broken down to think. Two kids that like tell all the family secrets to people so that they have to keep moving from different camps, even when they get work. Just it, there, it was a gots to go situation. Oh, and then there's like the woman who's having the baby that all she cries about the whole time is how she's having a baby and everyone should feel sorry for her because her husband <laughs> ran away because her husband saw the situation was like, screw this. Yeah, I'm leaving you guys. <laughs> so I hated him at the time, but knowing how the book ends, he did the right thing. <laughs> maybe he made the right call because he left, he left the family in the dust, knocked her up and took off. That's rough. Rough. So I don't know where we're going with this. I thought you guys might have something to say or chirp in, but apparently pretty boring. I was just listening to a story. (laughs) (laughs) But do you ever think about that when you're watching something? Like if if these three characters just died, everyone would have had it better off. And there was no shortage of people dying in the book. Lots of people die, but just the stupid ones get to live apparently. Yeah, so it seems like the last five years that's been... The thing to do is right to trick people into thinking there's the horrible character, and then they just get hit by a bus. <laughs> Getting hit by a bus is like they just found out how to do that special effect about like five years ago, and every movie decided. To I know put Lo- that scene Lost in. and Nip Tuck for sure has had. Oh, Nip Tuck was. Okay, we're gonna build this up as the worst person in the world, and then surprise, bus crash, they're dead. And I got happy. up and cheered when that girl died in Nip Tuck. I, I, I stood up in my room and cheered because she was going to ruin the show. They made it so bad that I thought the show was going to get destroyed because there was nothing you could do. Everything was like screwed. All the storylines were going to get destroyed. Then she gets hit by a bus. Was that season three? I, I, I sort of remember that. Okay. Best thing ever. Yeah. I, I, I like so what other, what other characters have been hit three? by buses? Oh, like uh, Mean Girls hit by a bus. Oh, okay. And There's then I think yeah, in somebody a few on music videos here yeah. hit by a bus. Somebody on Lost. It was like how did somebody oh. get to the island? Oh, I have this annoying husband who's bothering me. Oh, you won't for long. Bus. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a Will Ferrell movie, Bus. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just they never look good too. It's always like super fast motion too. It's like never well, I like, think that's how a bus gets you. Yeah. Definitely. It's not like a slow lurking bus. It's not like a linebacker <laughs> coming to hit you. But they never put in slow-mo. It's always the same camera angle, too. Not like that you see the bus coming, just that they're, like, walking onto. Because that's uh, the element of surprise. I know, but it's very cartoony, too, you know? It's like something you'd see out of, like, a newer episode of The Simpsons or something. True. Yeah. There wasn't... Maybe that's why everybody lived in this book. There wasn't Because there buses. weren't enough buses then. <laughs> You could only get hit by trains, and they were pretty easy to miss, you know? No, were they even streetcars at that time? I well, not know. where they were going. No, none of there. None of the dust So there weren't enough. If there were more buses, yeah, the book would have been better. You could, I could have hit. I would have drove the bus. Let's put it that way. <laughs> How dare you do that to Ma? Beep, beep. Yeah. There'd be no honk. There'd be a victory honk after. <laughs> Like, are these buses, like, hybrids or electrical or something? Because no one ever seems to hear them, you know? Yeah, they're, like, electric bus. Oh, that'd be a deadly weapon in a movie. (laughs) That could be, like, a a serial killer in, like, next season of Dexter. Yeah. Like, the electric bus driver. Yeah, Yeah, well, they they had the ice truck killer. Now it's the uh, electric (laughs) bus driver. Electric boogaloo. 
Brent, do you remember the movie we wanted to make back in the day? Yeah. Ghost Train? Yeah. yeah, and then... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's talk about this for a bit. Okay. Okay, I how did it had, go, Brent? I just had the idea for the trailer. <laughs> That's all I needed, an yeah. idea, right? It was a sweet now, trailer. What's the basic premises of Ghost Train? Oh, you want to get into that? Uh, that part came later. But there's okay. a ghost. There's a ghost train. <laughs> There's, there is actually, like, I think there's several movies called Ghost Train now. But this was before those. So this was a ghost train was coming to get people. A group of teens. <laughs> of course. And they weren't really sure why. But the so train a was... Ghost, a, a ghost train is hunting down teenagers. Yeah, so you can't see it. And it's it. not like a... It's like a giant train, though, right? Yeah, you can't see it, though. It just causes damage, like... All of a sudden, through the walls of a house, just train like, as Come. if a train went through it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't need tracks or anything. No, right? it no. goes wherever it has to. <laughs> so, so what was the trailer? Is that how the idea of Ghost Train came to you? Was the trailer? Yeah. Okay, so what was the basic premise? So some people sitting in a... Some, just one guy in the desert with a guitar and night and singing. Okay. <laughs> singing some Johnny Cash. I hear the train coming. And then cut, or just do a huge <laughs> rolling around the bend, and then cut back to huge damage. Yeah. <laughs> who is the guy in the chair? In the chair? Is that the old man who knows about trains? I always pictured it to be Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, as the expert. I'd say you that the kids find with... him in the desert. I'd say the kids open the door and there's just a man sitting with his back turned facing the wall playing guitar in the desert by himself. And in my in my vision, he has giant sunglasses on. <laughs> and he and he hears the door open, he turns around. And he, over centuries. <laughs> there, there have been ghost bikes. <laughs> ghost, ghost ships. Trucks. Ghost Boats. <laughs> Ghost plane. But before all that. <laughs> Ghost train, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I pictured it. Choo-choo. <laughs> and and that would be the very end. It'd be like, choo-choo. <laughs> well, I hear it. I hear it being like, this summer, the train is off. The trap. <laughs> and then all you hear in the last line of the trailer is I hang my head and cry <laughs> and then it'll be like 12, 12, 12 like every movie's gotta have some stupid date like that right like oh I'm gonna go see it that day you know I love Ghost Train seriously it'd be the best trailer ever it might not be a great movie but it would be the best trailer ever made <sighs> If Kyle, our, our computer friend, our uh, film friend, ever like becomes a big-time movie producer, <laughs> he we need him to use a few resources one holiday just yeah. to CGI oh, a sweet can, ghost trade. He can spare the time. There's this new video game commercial through the eyes of Michael Bay. So if Michael Bay's got the time, then Kyle's got the time to make did a you, ghost train trailer. Do you know how much it costs to rent a train? 
My brother works for for CP Rail. He can cut us a deal. <gasps> we got a hookup. He, for he the, drives the train, man. He can even. He can take it wherever he wants. We can, we can do it at night, you know. I want the train going through a desert. <laughs> we don't need. I want to tra- see. There, there is no train. That's where it is. But I want. Yeah. No, we just get a little prefab house, put it on the tracks, and he'll crash the, <laughs> the train. I like. I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to just see. Can, can there be dust? Dust the from the train, though, Brent. Yes. Without a train, <laughs> sure. So there's like a giant <laughs> dust storm coming across the desert for this house. Yeah. Now the ghost train has to still run on a path. It can't just like keep reappearing to hunt you down. It's gotta like if it if you if it misses you, it has to like turn around in a giant train like loop, and then has to like come for you again. Yeah, does it sort of come out of nowhere like the Back to the Future car? It could come wherever it wants. Yeah, it, it could come right into the middle of a city, just yeah. ripping up the streets. But it can't appear from nowhere. It's gotta get train. there. There's yeah, it's gotta have a route. Could they be tracking it? I guess. Yeah. That's the one thing. And now, why is the ghost train trying to kill everyone? You want to get into that? Oh, mm-hmm. that, that's that's getting deep there, Trevor. Because a horrible event happened on board. I think and all their kids' family members provided a train heist or something, right? Yeah, that was no, that was the one. Yeah, that was one way. It was the yeah, all the, and then some kids all, got yeah, all relatives were part of a train heist in the past that caused major damage. The other reshoot idea that I had, and was they threw the engineers. The they threw the engineer's kid into the coal-burning thing to, to fuel the train or something, and that's what mm-hmm. the souls are possessing the train. Yeah. The other that's one, this, this idea is a bit dated now, but there was a 9-11 video was talking about all the dust coming through the streets was like a train. And I was like, wait a minute. You can tie that together. And then the people have to go like track down Bin Laden and kill him to get revenge. Somehow, to get rid of the ghost train. Yeah, to get rid of ghost train so it comes... A little bit. That might lose the plot a little bit, but think about that drama in those mountain, in those Afghan Pakistan mountain An ranges. Afghan ghost train. Right. You know you you can fly. Okay, this is what we need. Macho tells you this is what you need to do. Then they have to fly to Pakistan, and pre- so they have some time to repair, try and hunt him down before the train can arrive through the ocean. So yeah, because the train's got a long way to go. Yeah. So then it sort of turns into a spy movie, just with lurking <laughs> train threat. The sequel, maybe? Mm-hmm. Man, that's gold. Ghost Train. How did that even happen? But that train keeps her rolling On down the San Antonio When I was just a baby My mama told me, son Always be a good boy Don't ever play with guns But I shot a man in Reno Just to watch him die I hear that whistle blowing I hang my head and cry 